if you've been following the podcast, especially the Facebook page, you'll know not too long ago it was brought up that I would have to catch and eat a catfish if I caught one over 12 inches. And a lot of people would say, no, uh -uh, it ain't happening. Well, I did it. And it was brought up by one of our members, Jacob Williams, and I'm a man of my word, so I did it. Well, tonight, something new. And you're going to think it's kind of weird, but trust me, you're actually going to like this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jacob and I are actually talking on the podcast. So sit down, get ready. There's actually going to be some really fun stuff as we go through this. You're listening to Final Demo Surf Fishing. Here we go. Pump it up, a little bit of music, get the day started, always a good way to go. Hopefully you're having an awesome day wherever you are. Really, hopefully you're on the beach, surf fishing, lying in the water, probably with already a limit. But if you haven't got it yet, you'll get it soon. So That's right, this week we are talking to one of our local members, Mr. Jacob Williams, who is out of the Panama City, Florida area. And he, we're talking pre-show, and uh, his comment was hey you're talking to the troll troll of the show which i i don't think so at all uh, i've actually enjoy the interaction between jacob and i and every time he's on the show so all right without further ado jacob thanks for coming on man i appreciate you hey man i appreciate you uh having me on you know there's probably a lot of other people that uh are more uh deserving to be on before before me but for some reason i'm here so, no come on man <laughs> The way I look at it is everybody deserves it to be on here. I mean, I will happily talk to anybody about fishing because I, I said you've seen it in the live. You've heard me say it a hundred times. I believe everybody's got something that somebody can learn from, and I think it's important. And I know you're a hell of an angler, so I'm excited to talk to you anyway as it is. I've told you that before. So You're stuck well, with me now, bro. I, I guess I'm stuck for uh, however long this podcast lasts. <laughs> it's going to be the whole night. We're just going to make it a long tw like a 12-hour episode. No, no sleep needed. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to sleep. <laughs> All right, so we were talking pre-show, but let's bring this up here. So, tell us about your your fishing life. What got you into fishing? Uh, pretty much, you know, um, like I told you, it's it's in my blood. Is what I like to say. Um, my father grew up in the Panama City area fishing. His uh, his his dad did, and it just it kind of was passed down. One of those things that I learned from you know, I was taught at an early age. So what have you, so you started, where, where'd you start? Did you start down here in Florida? Did you, where, where'd you really start fishing? I was born here in Panama City. My father's in the electrical union. He took a job um, in New York City. So we moved uh, to a little suburb outside of New York City, in New Jersey. And um, I gotta stop saying that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, it's all good, man. You've been put on the spot. You've been, like, like we said, this wasn't planned. We're going straight off on the spot, off the cuff, no questions written down. We're just going friend conversation here, man. It, it's all good. So it pretty much started in New Jersey. Okay. We would go over to Sandy Hook and fish down in Sandy Hook. And my dad eventually bought, bought a boat up there. He bought a little 15-foot Boston Whaler. Ah, we would the old go out. But whalers. Love the Boston Whaler. The Boston Whaler. <laughs> got the Boston Whaler, but um, we'd always end up just out, you know, finding some little place to to pull up on shore, and I'd always end up surf fishing and catching the fluke. You know, you know, guys, you guys, I'm out there catching the fluke. <laughs> the flukies, also known as flounder. 
<laughs> or yeah, the, you, or halibut. You said you southern folks like to call them the flounder. <laughs> those uh, those Alaskan people call them the halibut. The big old doormats, you know what I'm saying? But man, they are doormats up there. Like, can you imagine fishing up there and going after those things? There's a reason why I live in Florida because <laughs> I don't like the cold. <laughs> whenever it got, co- I mean, it's you can ask yeah, my girlfriend. Whenever it got cold here, a couple, I don't even remember how long ago. I, all I did was whine and complain. <laughs> That's fair. But then at the but but then at the same time, I'm whining and complaining, but I refuse to wear pants. Or shoes. What? I mean, yeah, you're true yes. Florida then, right there. Yeah. Like, if I was able to go to work with flip-flops on, I'd be wearing flip-flops. That's just, that's just me. <laughs> I mean, that is the that is the appropriate Florida shoe. It should be, like, the, they should have, like, a state shoes. The, the Florida state shoe is the flip-flop. <laughs> I, I agree. I second this motion. Make me get pass. So you, you flashed up. And, and, uh, and, all the, and all those Alabama folks, it's probably just their yeah, I I need to go over there more. I mean, I I've been there only twice. I and I still need to surfish and I haven't even surfished Alabama. But I've heard it's really Yeah, my real um, good. Yeah, my dad lives over in Bayou La Battery, so I need to head over that way and see him. There you go. Now you got a reason to surfish. But like, hey, I'm visiting. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to go do this. Come with me. So you exactly. went So you went from Jersey, came back down to Panama City, been there ever since. Uh, how's exactly. the What's the fishery like over there? It's an abundance of fish. No, it's a... <laughs> Would you say there is a plethora? <laughs> At one time, I mean, yeah, there's... I mean, there's all, I mean, you could go to the beach and, you know, catch pompano, redfish. I've never caught a black drum off the beach. Um, you can go inshore, catch, you know, catch your inch, inshore slam, go further inshore, like, in, in, or go bridge, go, go bridge fishing, catch your... Catch your black drum, your sheep's head, mangrove snapper. Okay, so your fishery is a lot like so, ours in Navarre, then. Exactly. Okay, wait, that's not a bad thing. Except for we actually have a bay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I got to drive a little <laughs> bit for mine, but yeah, okay. So with, with Panama City, you got those ones. What is your normal? So if you're going out to set up for the surf for the day, what is the first thing you look for when you get out to the beach? Where all the people aren't. Nice. If you can get that, I mean. Because you got a lot of condos, don't you? Yes, uh, a lot. Okay, so you're moving for the people. What about in the water? Are you, are you looking for holes, cuts, uh, rips? W- what else are you looking for? Well, I mean, it's some, yeah, it really depends. I, I, water clarity, rips, holes, where the sandbar is. Because okay. I'd really rather not wade in the water if I don't have to. Yeah, man. I, hey, same. That's why I had to find out a way to cast, because I hate going in the water. I know what's in there. I'll be the first one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared of what's in the water. I just don't want to get wet. <laughs> no, that's fine. You're, you're better than me on that because I, I am a little scared. I'll, I'll admit that. Not many things, but sharks. There's yeah. sharks. I mean, there's as long as you're not freaking flopping around in the water, then you're fine. Yeah, I still. As I, long as you're out there doing the stingray shuffle, then. Oh yeah, that dude. I can't imagine. Getting barbed in the foot. Oh, just the thought of that. That's oh. just dragging my feet across the bottom has saved me. I'm jumbling myself up. Just edit this out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I really, I honestly say me doing that saved me probably at least a half dozen times of me stepping on a stinger and getting popped. 
I mean, it's an important lesson for down here is, you know, if you're going to walk in the sand, you know, you, you need to drag the feet. It's okay. If the water's out there, it's beautiful. And don't get me wrong, I, I yeah. will happily go in the water. But, yeah, the sand, that shuffle just, it's not doing anything bad for you. Who cares? Or you could be like my grandpa and wear sneakers in the water. No, really? Yeah, God bless his soul. That's what he would do. He just wore, he wore sneakers. And whenever I was a kid and I was younger, like a, a typical kid, I thought the grass and stuff. Well, this is getting a little out of surf fishing. But like fishing in the bay and wade fishing, I'd wear sneakers or something because I didn't like how the grass felt on my feet. I thought it felt gross. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of slimy. Yeah, I guess you got a point there. So I <laughs> guess I'm not really wrong, but, you know. Hell no. It totally makes sense to me, man. So, okay, so you get out to the beach. You're getting set up. Um, you're away from people. What's your normal setup? How much, what are you running in rods, and how do you, uh, and what do you use for bait? What do you do? I normally will just run three or four rods. I got two 10 foot rods and two nine foot rods. I'm a single, you know, I normally just run single drops. Um, really? Okay. Every now and then I'll run a double drop. You know, the, all these, uh, these uh, guys like salty and, um, and uh, frisky, I bought some of their rigs, you know, to, to try them out and stuff like that. So every, you know, I'll start, I've, I've been using, let me rephrase that, I've been using some double drop rigs, but I normally am a single drop kind of guy. Okay. So is that just, uh, is there a certain reason you like that? Because the distance off the ground, or what's your what's your thought process? I don't know. I just like it better. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, at the same time, you, you if you, the double drop, you have a double the chance of catching another fish. But it's, uh, it seems easier for me to cast just not get tangled up and the height it seems to, to to the way i make them it seems to pull them up off the ground more nice okay no nah, dude it's not strength i mean i know plenty of people that are using single drops and i can't fault anything with it it works i mean how can you fault anything that works true so what do you like to use for bait the, um it depends i'm normally just use shrimp or i'll use um i like fish gum i'll use fish gum or um I salt shrimp a lot, like making myself and salt them and keep them. Oh, okay. So like salting shrimp and clams and stuff like that to do longevity? Yes. Dude, same here, man. I, every time I, because I'm never going to use a full bag of fresh dead on a, on a day out. Because like you go to the tackle shop and you get that bag of fresh dead. I'm never going to use that whole mm-hmm. thing. And the idea of wasting it or freezing it five times always kind of messes me up. Because then I turn, no, it turns that, what is it, like that red color of just it's so gross when you start. Yeah, to- I'm never going to use a whole bag, and by the time you know I'll, I'm out there, and they get hot, and then you know you just know they're never shrimping. They just they get old. They turn mushy. Yeah, but that's salty. You like to, fr- to to turn around and freeze it. As soon as it starts to unthaw, whenever you go fishing again, it's just going to turn straight to mush. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, the salting works. I mean, and plus it makes it tough uh, after you get it all, you know, set in there for a while and, and run. Well, how do you like to do yours? Because I'll, I'll do the combination of, um, uh, I'll use kind of a little bit more coarse salt. But uh, as a finisher, I like to use ice cream salt. The kind of the bigger the rock ones for, uh, I don't know, it just seems like oh. it kind of does a little, like it gives it another bed in a way. I kind of put that down as the bottom layer. Um, so that because it doesn't absorb as well because I mean it's big ass rocks, but the little bit more coarse um, salt I've noticed does a great job on the shrimp versus like the Mortons the, the you know the real fine 
like table salt. If yeah, you will. I just use I just use regular table salt. Yep. Yeah, for me, I don't know what it is about the table salt. It um, oh, it works. It shrinks it a little bit more. I've noticed, but it seems to almost make another gritty texture, almost a little bit too much like sandpaper. And I've noticed more of my shrimp actually break. Um, Really? When I'm doing that. But, it, it, you know, it could also be because a lot of it's just shrunk. I mean, I've got some pieces of shrimp in mm-hmm. there that have been in there four months, and, yeah, they've definitely shrunk. But I've noticed that the coarse stuff gives me a little bit less of that. So, okay, so you're using the table salt, too, so we've both done that. All right, cool. Then that works out well. well um, besides shrimp, do you shrimp or besides shrimp, do you um, do you like to salt any other baits? And I really don't have anything other than shrimp that I like to use. Oh, okay. And, uh the synthetic bait. I mean, I don't really, I can't really find ghost crab or uh, what a ghost shrimp, excuse me. Anytime I've tried to look, I just get frustrated. And, and like I said, I don't like to get wet most of the time. So that involves me getting in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm sad. I, I'm, I'm a local like Floridian. I've lived here pretty much born and lived here most of my life. I hate the sand. I hate the feeling of the salt water after it dries on me. Okay, the little flakiness then, of it. You know, and yeah, it just leaves it leaves my skin all dry. And man, all I'm doing is sitting here bitching. Man, I got to find something else. Got I got to find good things to talk about. So, <laughs> next, next question. Next question, please. Moving on. All right, so we talked about baiting uh, with your rigs. Okay, so you're running on single drops. All right. Uh, what have you? How do you set up? Do you got to go? Um, do you do max cast with all your rods, or do you play zones? How, how do you like to set yourself up for that? Yeah, I'd like to, you know, start from uh, left to right, and, you know, my furthest one left, I'll throw the shortest, and, you know, I'll go do zones, I guess is what you what you uh, professionals call it. <laughs> professionals. <laughs> I'm just a guy that throws stuff, man. I don't know if I'm in the pro league. I wish I was cool like some of those other guys. I mean, hell, I learned, yeah, I learned zones from Blake. And it, 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 it saved my ass so hard. I mean, Blake Blake really taught me a lot just in a couple of his seminars. So, um, so zones, Man, that zones. last seminar he had, I tried my best to get off of work to go to that because that's a, a pretty much a majority of my job where I work is in that area and mm-hmm. where he had that last seminar. And I was so pissed that I couldn't, excuse my language, um, that I wasn't able to get off to go to that. It was, it was depressing to me. Well, the good news is Blake will do an. I mean, I think he was planning on doing two a year, and he's always got something. But yeah, he's dude. His seminars are always top notch with great knowledge, and I think it's online too. If you wanted to go back, I can't remember if he did, but I'll I'll look it up for you. I will definitely check that. Yeah, that'd be cool. But at the same time, man, I'm looking for the the camaraderie with people. I want to meet everybody, you know, that's in the group and in the area. It would be nice just to yeah. network. I mean, that's the hidden advantage of these things, anyway. You know. We've had a couple in Navarre where it's like, hey, come and get free food. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be a camaraderie event. This is going to be an eating event. All right. Well. Yeah, everyone's just going to come. They they have no interest in like learning how to fish. They just want the free food. Yeah. We're, uh, Mike and I are working on a couple. Um, and when I know Tony and I are working on a few with Justin and the, the rest of the admins from Panhandle Surf Fishing, we're all working on a few seminars. That'll be nice. Hopefully I can make it over that way. Yeah, uh, we're going to try to do them all over, so... It's still in work. <laughs> just go with that. It's still in work. Just, yeah, let's, let's just, let's just throw it out there. It's in the works. 
Yeah, I mean, it's halfway done. Uh, the last thing, I mean, I'll be honest, the hardest thing I'm trying to do right now is basically uh, I'm just trying to get backing from the tackle shops to at least give us a little bit of leeway to, you know, they know the areas better than we do. We could probably, you know, have them come out and hang out with us so that way we, you know, have stuff on hand if people want to use it or try it. it, it it's all mm -hmm. working together. So we, I've got... And they might sell something. Yeah. Hey, not a bad day to make money. So, uh, but, you know, it's all things that are, you know, we just coming out of the winter run. Now we're getting into the spring run. Things are starting to get better. Yeah, so now is the time where these are all going to happen. So hopefully we'll have some coming from the end of uh, mid-spring, end of spring, and then throughout summer we're going to have some as we continue, and we'll have some more camaraderie building events and, you know, gathering things. So, But it won't all be in Very Navarre. Nice. We're going to move nice. around. Well, that's good because I don't want to have to drive to Navarre every time. That's fair. I mean, it is a haul from Panama City. I don't like going. I mean, I don't think I've. No, I've been to Panama City once, and I, all I can think is, this is really far. I don't like it. Panama City doesn't like you, Brian. <laughs> Dino, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So you get the zones out there. Um, wh what are you using for sinkers? Are you pyramid, uh, bank, Sputniks, uh, cannonballs? What What do you like? I use I use a plethora of sinkers. <laughs> a plethora. Um, Yes, I have a very massive variety. Um, I normally <clears throat> I'll start off with a bank sinker, and then if it seems like it doesn't hold, I'll um, I got some pyramids or storm sinkers. Just depends on if what I'm feeling. If I'm feeling froggy. Yeah. Okay. And then um, and then I got the the Sputniks. If none of that works and wants to hold. I'll sling out the old Sputnik and set her in and let the, the bait soak down. Nice, man. Okay. And then slam some poppy now. Yeah. I mean, how's you guys run? Start? Is it started up yet much over there? Man, to be honest, I haven't gone fishing in about a month. I've just been so busy. Yeah, work gets in the way of life, man. So all I ever do is really is work okay. and then go fishing. So what is, so for, so for you, uh, you get out there. What is the perfect day for you out there on the beach? I didn't know there was a perfect day. Oh, there's always somewhat there's a, idea of a perfect day. I mean, of course, here's, here's the generic answer. I mean, me going out there, hardly anybody in my way, and I catch a bunch of fish. I mean, I mean that, what other way is there? How is that generic? I mean, that's the truth. That, that, that would be your perfect well, day. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, it's... Okay. Well, you, you came up with some, so we'll go with Answer. that. Answer. Check. Well, we'll just go with that. Response. <laughs> Something. So, so you, you threw the challenge out to me. I'm going to bring this up. So you threw the challenge out to me to catch and eat a catfish, which I'm guessing you think I, you thought I wouldn't. Yes, uh, I thought you wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. I was you. hoping you were going to back down. <laughs> oh, no, sir. No, well, sir. Well, remember, I'm the... I'm the troll. No, please, you're far from troll. So, so I'm just, so I'm just there, you know, haggling and, and poking. I'm poking the bear. <laughs> and yet you come back every week, and, we're, and we welcome you with open arms every time. It's always good to see you. Although you have been late the last few episodes that we've been on on Friday night. Yeah, last episode you didn't even acknowledge me, Brian. It just, I almost cried. You should have because you came late, and lateness is something I cannot tolerate. 
I just can't. Well, how do you then? How do you then? How do you and Smitty tolerate yourselves? How many times have y'all been late going on the turning the podcast? Only Sorry. like three. Oh, come on! You can't bring up the first ones. That was all technical difficulties. We've been no, pretty no, good. No, no, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you say you you don't, you don't tolerate it. I don't. Me and the other listeners do not tolerate it either. Brian, it's fine. I will haze myself accordingly, sir. <laughs> I will be there Friday, bright and early. Outstanding. You should be. And uh, watch just for that. Something's going to happen. You're not going to start the podcast sometime. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be there. The word, actually, you know what's really and I'm bad. A, and I'm going to, I'm going to make sure. So Friday night, um, I have to go from here in Orlando. I need to go to Daytona. Because uh, the oh, wow. tur- the tournament way or the tournament m- captains meeting is um, it starts at Friday at four, so that's three o'clock our our time back home. So I got to go there, pick up the gear, pick up the swag, meet the people, meet up with the group that I'm fishing with. I've been we've been working out plans and all that stuff since uh, I don't know for a little while now to work together, and then then uh, <laughs> turn around and run from Daytona to be back here by eight. To be ready to go with Mike by eight fifteen, and then to go live at eight thirty, which is seven thirty back home. So I'm thinking, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I got about two hours of mingle mix and then drive in the trap. Got it. I'm gonna be late. I can already see myself driving down I four, you know, on FaceTime with Mike. Like, yeah, hey, I'm just gonna drive. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna interact like this, just to make sure that I'm on. But yeah, I you, there is a reasonable chance that I might be late this Friday. I admire your honesty, but just be prepared for it. <laughs> I will be, and if uh, and if I am on time, then that's going to be great. <laughs> if you are on time, then shame on me. Damn it. <laughs> now I have a reason to make sure that I'm on time. There we go. <laughs> there you go. So, do you um, when you go out fishing a lot? Do you go with family, or you like, or do you go on your own? A majority of the time, I just go by myself. Um, I have an eight-year-old son. I try to take him with me as much as possible. I'm trying to get him into, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I want to take him to fish. fish uh, um, I like to take him fishing and try to see if he has interest in it, like I did when I was that age. Right. And he's interested for like maybe the first hour, and then the rest of the time it's, can I watch your phone? Or I want to go home, I'm bored. Yep. So it's, and even he could be catching fish. Reeling the fish, he's like, "Yeah, this is awesome." And then five minutes later, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So, I get it, dude. I mean, Abby's eleven. I have her out there with me, and I know this makes me—you know—people are going to judge me for it, but I will be the first one to tell you, "Hey, you can judge all you want. I don't care. It works for me." Um, I let her bring her iPad. You know, if she wants to be entertained, you know, I know she's only going to have a half a conversation with me, but it's funny. I've caught her doing this, and I love it. And I don't say anything to her about it. She'll be watching her iPad, but in reality, she'll look at her iPad for about five seconds, and then I'll see her eyeballs start looking at all the rods. And then she'll look back down, and she'll, you know, she won't move her head. So she'll, you know, act like I yeah. know. She'll act like I think that she's just watching the iPad, but I know she's paying attention because there's been a couple times I've caught her and I've watched one rod wiggle, and I kind of looked at her, and she was already oh, iPad down, gone. I was like, yeah, you're paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. But that's how kids are. I mean, I I hate to say it, man, but that's just. From my limited perspective, that's just the way these kids are built now, man. It's just there's so much technology that they're yeah, so used exactly. to. You can fight it or embrace it. I don't know. I, I've chose embrace, but that's 
you know, how I do it. I know my grandparents. That's your personal choice. So I don't judge anybody for that. You, you do, but you you do what works for you and your family and your kid. I'll do what works for mine. Exactly. We'll call it. We'll call it good in the middle. We'll see who gets fish. Exactly. That is. <laughs> that's the perfect way to say it. So, yeah, it's all good. Oh, that's wonderful. So, what's your favorite fish to catch? Uh, mullet. Wow. Okay. I'm a big cast net thrower. Okay. You, so, how do you do it? Like, I, I, dude, I've tried it before, and I haven't done it since because I sucked at it. I might as well just, I'd have been like that cop it that's takes, been going around. Oh, my God. It was like I'd throw it, and I'm way off target. The guy's coming after me with a machete. Man, I was, see, we moved back to Panama City in 94. So, I'd say that summer in 94, when I was in second grade, my dad bought me my first net. And since then, it's been, I'd almost rather just go throw my cast net than go fish with a rod and reel. Wow. That's how much I enjoy it. So when but yeah, you, it takes practice. Okay. So when you do casting, uh, tell me more. Are, are you doing a lot more like inshore on bridges and stuff? Are you in the surf? What, how do you do it? Man, I I, I throw off piers, um, seawalls. I'll even as much as it's funny. I was just complaining about how I hate the water or getting wet, but I'll wade in the water and uh, throw <laughs> my net, try to find fish. It's, it's uh, a <laughs> I'm contradicting myself here. But, it's okay. You know. It's all right. Not judging much. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. <laughs> maybe, it's maybe a little. Yeah, you... <laughs> you gave yourself that one. <laughs> exactly. So for mullet, um, the only way I've ever seen mullet is when they're jumping out of the water. They're doing their little hoppy, skippy, walking away thing. Um, how, how do you... They're doing that. They're doing the, the hey, I see you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one. Every time. So... Is it kind of just you, you're doing, just waiting and seeing for the shine, and then you just throw and you, you're tracking, or how, how does that work? It's a waiting game. Okay. It's a, it's a real waiting game. A majority of the time, there's been times I, I go to a spot where I like to go, and sometimes I just stand there for an hour before I see anything. And then there's times where I could be there 10, 15 minutes, and I see something, and I can throw at it. So in the mullet, have it? Are they kind of a lone fish? Do they like to school? No, they, they, you know, every now and then you'll see, it's weird. It's how my dad, and this is how my dad explained it, and people might think I'm wrong, but they normally run it in schools, and it's weird. Like, you'll always see, or at least I normally do, there's at least like one or two that'll run out way in front of the school. It's like they're the scouts. Oh, okay. And they, um, they swim around and make sure there's nothing there to attack them or, uh, you know. And then normally they'll disappear and they probably, and they like to school back around and get back with, with the school. Okay, so they run up, check, come, and then come back and walk everybody up and just kind of do like that vicious circle. Exactly. All right. And so you see them come through and then after they've come through, you wait until you see it again and the school's normally there and that's when you throw. Yes. Nice, dude. All right. I've heard malt's delicious, and I, I'll, all I've ever used it for is bait, so I've never... Well, I take it back. I've had it once. It was it was tasty. It was at a restaurant. I was like, whatever, it's mullet. Mullet's good. It's, um, it's a, a, a lot of people don't want to eat it. You know, the same reason a lot of people say they don't eat saltwater catfish and stuff like that. They say it's a trash fish. But, um, because, I mean, they pretty much eat, they eat dirt, you know? But, I mean, you eat saltwater catfish, I eat mullet, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, that what does that make me? That means I'm, I'm calling the, 
you know, I'm calling, I'm the pot calling the kettle black. (laughs) Hell, I'll eat mullet. I mean, you're not there. Um, Justin has always told me he loves mullet. He's like, it's a great fish. Um, other people that I fish with have said mullet's fine. I don't know why everybody doesn't like it. It's just, you know, it's something we can't catch the way we normally fish. Fun fact. Fun fact. I think, you know, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is correct. A mullet is the only fish with a gizzard. Really? All right. Yes. That's it. You know what that means. Now I've got to look it up. Fact check. Mullet. It's time to prove Jacob wrong. Mullet gizzard. Mullet is considered a vegetarian and is the only fish that has a gizzard, much like chicken, and it, it that it is used oh, to boom. grind up and digest plant material. Source, seafoods.com. Huh. There you go. And you can eat the gizzard. I love, you know, I love, I, I'll eat the you-know-what out of some other gizzards now. <laughs> well, I mean, they got some serious recipes here. But then again, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hefty, so... Ah, you're just just like, by the look at me, you can tell I like to eat. So. <laughs> I I get you. I get you. I feel you on that one. Because, well, I mean, I'm medium extra husky. I'm harder to kidnap. So it works. That's so good. now that I've opened this, um, recommended preparation, extremely versatile. Mullet can be prepared in a variety of ways without fear of it becoming too dry. Barbecued, baked, broiled, deep fat fried, oven-baked, pan-fried, or smoked. In addition to the mullet flesh, the roe, both white and yellow, and gizzard are also edible. I've never had roe, but people tell me it's good. That's a that's a real acquired taste, and that's one thing I really... I, I love mullet, and I love eating the gizzards out of the mullet, but I do not eat mullet roe. It's a texture thing. Yeah, because I'm guessing, I mean, I feel it. It's gritty in my hand, so I can only imagine it's, that it's, it's the same. It's kind of gritty, and, and it's kind of chalky when you eat it. It's like almost like I don't know. Like I said, it's a texture thing for me. And if the mullet roe was the only thing left on the world to eat other than, you know, you didn't have the, the actual mullet itself and you just had mullet roe, I'd die of starvation. Wow. That, that's a solid choice right there. I mean, that that's drawing a hard line. Yeah. Okay, so mullet's your favorite to catch. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I got to get into this net throwing. I've heard so many people have talked to me about cast netting, and they're like, dude, you just got to do it. You just got to get out there. So... I think this is start small. Okay. If you need to, like, you know, my, my advice to you is if you're, or you just buy a bait net, start off with a bait net. Okay. Figure out how you want to throw it. I'm a, I'm the kind of guy that holds the lead line in his mouth. That's how I was taught. Okay. My dad taught me and my dad was taught by another, an older guy. And that's, you know, that's, you kind of pass it down. I, I tried to throw it other ways. There's like people that throw the, the lead line and stuff over their shoulder and throw it. I can't throw it that way. It's like I got to have the lead line in my mouth. And, you know, and, you know, basically you figure out how you want to throw it. There's multiple ways. Okay. And you just practice. And then when you feel comfortable throwing, it, you know, say you get a six-footer and then you feel comfortable and you're getting it, you know, you're steady and able to constantly get it to open, move up some. You know, get you a bigger bait net. And then whenever you feel more comfortable with the bigger bait net, get a mullet net. That just means basically, you know, there's there's just more weight on it is all it is. Okay. Faster sinking sort of and, thing. And, yeah, fa- it's more weight and the the diameter of the mesh is different. Okay. And there's multiple you know, there's multiple um, diameters you can get. And I'm sure there's a guy, and I'm sure it's Navarre, it's a fishing town. There's probably one or two guys in your area that makes nets. There has to be. I think we have a couple. At least there used to. 
But I know there was a guy in Gulf Breeze for sure because I actually have a net from the uh, guy that made it, and he lived in Gulf Breeze. So. Yeah, give me something to look up. So that that's gonna be fun. I'm all for that. Um, what are your thoughts on? Because I've seen them on Facebook. You know, because you always get the ads and the fun videos. What are your thoughts on those cast nets that have that uh, that ring on the top? It's for lazy people who don't want to learn how to throw it. Yeah, okay. There yeah, makes it easy. All right. I had a I had a I had a buddy that had one, and me personally, I couldn't get a dope. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know what it was, and but he, I guess he would just take it. He wouldn't even. He just grabbed the lead line and the ring, and throw it, and it would open. Wow. Okay, that's kind of different. Well, I'm still gonna get the bait net yeah. and try it because I mean, I we've got the causeway right there in Navarre that connects, you know, the town over yeah. to the beach, and I, I see guys yeah, out there the just beach. hanging out, just staring down for hours, waiting, and then I'll see them launch out there and throw, and it's always had me wondering, like, what do you, what do you see? So you you explained it really well with the mullet. You know, you're looking for that the point fish to come back with the school. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, and of course, well, I know guys that mullet fish without freaking polarized sunglasses, but it's almost impossible for me. But you know, I got a good pair of polarized glasses so I can see in the water. And I'm always, I'm not just not, I'm just not standing there with my net staring into space. I'm constantly like looking, looking around, constantly like scoping out the you know the water see if I see anything kind of thing. Okay. I'm just not standing there with, with my thumb in my rear end. Yeah. Doing something. I get that. Uh, do you do, do you do the cast net in the surf at all? I've actually, well, I've, I've done it before. It's not a, it's not a normal thing for me. Um, but yes, I've done it and it was fun. Okay. So you had some success with it, but it still a, a little, a lot of the same techniques, but a little bit different. Yeah. It's a, uh, I had to fight the surf because the surf was coming at me. But. Well, damn, man. So you could do all the setups there. So, I mean, hell, we went over how you do your baits, how you do your lines, single drop, which is really cool, running off of the bank, uh, running bank to pyramid to Sputnik. Not to interrupt you, and no. I forgot the, the shrimp. I've just, recently, I saw the posts you, you made about Diet Pepsi shrimp in uh-huh. the group, and I tried it, and I like using that, too. It's great winter bait. I, uh, I didn't realize it was a winter bait until I was corrected by Chip. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind was like, that's more of a winter bait, man. It doesn't. It's not so good in the summer. I, I had it in the Diet Pepsi for so long, the Diet Pepsi turned clear. Oh, no. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. How tough is the shrimp? It's pretty uh, rugged. It turned it into a gummy bear. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, shrimpy poo. Oh, man. Did, did you fish it? Yeah, and I didn't catch anything. Okay, I was gonna say, please tell me. All of a sudden, you caught like the biggest, the biggest red you'd ever caught, or something. It turned clear. Yeah, the diet Pepsi turned clear. That is insane. Okay, now I want to do it yeah, just to see what the, happens. Yeah, you should. <laughs> New thing to fun do. All right, cool. When I come back to Navarre, I'm doing that just because. I mean, why not? I've got plenty of shrimp for it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate you. I hope you know that. So there, Mister Troll, I appreciate you. You appreciate the troll. That's nice. <laughs> you can have your day. There you go. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on here for this. Honestly, I know we weren't planning on doing a show, and I know you were probably thinking, oh, he's never going to do it. But no, I really did want to talk to you because I knew you had a lot of knowledge in there, and I knew you had stuff to add, and you did. You really did, especially with cast netting. That's something that I think a lot of people would like to do but just didn't know really where to start. 
you know, you, you see all this stuff on social media about, hey, yeah, you can do this, or you, know, you can get that one with the ring. But like you said, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, cool, yeah, it'll do that, but you're not really learning in a way. It's it's not. Yeah. It's better to start small and work your way up, and it, it's helped out. Well, man, if we ever uh, happen to cross paths, then I'll make sure well, my casting stays in the back of my truck. So we'll uh, give you a little go with it, man. Sounds good, man. I look forward to that. Hell yeah. I'll let you know when I'm coming to Panama City. I know I'm going to be coming over there, so but I'll let you know beforehand. That way we can catch up. Yeah, man, that sounds good. Oh, appreciate you. All right, man, I'll wrap this up for you. So one last question that I ask everybody, and I know I'm going to get a fun answer out of this one, even though it'll probably be somewhat serious. What do you wish that every new angler that was going to come to the surf before they ever put a line in the water, what is it something you wish that they would do? Well, just walk up to random people that are in the water and throw a line out, stuff like that. General courtesy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Courtesy and, you know, paying attention to what, you do, what you're doing goes a long way with people, especially people that live in this area. So, Well, seriously, Jacob, thank you. I really appreciate I know, like I said, we weren't planning this, and I'm glad you came on, and I'm glad you talked to me about this because yeah, you had some good stuff, and I'm, I do appreciate it. So, Well, like I said, I, it's, a, it's a privilege to me for you allowing me to come on because, like I said, there's probably many other people that were more worthy of me coming on before me. And uh, I appreciate it. Oh, well, I look forward to talking to you again, and I know I'll talk to you on Friday too. So <laughs> Sounds good, catfish man. Yes, sir. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later. So there you go, everybody. You may think that, you know, fishing is all about uh, the pros or, or stuff like that. We're all just one big community. We are. We all want to help each other. We all want to do something to become better anglers or to help someone become a better angler. That has been my goal from starting Finding Demo Surf Fishing is always to try to help. I want you to know a different technique or I want you to learn something or I want you to be able to take something away and be able to help someone else. Those are the biggest things, especially in just the whole thing that I brought up with this before is a lot of fishing throughout the whole United States is going to be the same. Granted, there are differences. We all know that. I can say that. But a lot of the same techniques we're going to play with, playing zones, if you're going to throw a cast net, like we just learned about, you know, what you're looking for, that sort of stuff. Bait options. We know there's a ton, but some are all going to fall into the same. Is a single drop better than a double drop? Or maybe a chicken rig? These are the pieces that we all want to put together to make this successful for you in the surf. So if you like tonight, please don't forget, like, subscribe, share. It's going to help somebody out there. And if it helps you, shoot us a message. I always want to hear back from you. I answer all of them, and I always love talking to people. So thanks for sticking around. Appreciate you. You've been listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. We will talk to you next week with another episode. Have an awesome day. Take care of yourselves. I'm out.